As we look back on this book and all we have learned, we remember that redemption is the major theme. Naomi was in need of redemption. Ruth was in need of redemption. Elimelech's family line was in need of redemption. His family line was on the operating table, barely beating out a pulse. The door was about to close for good on his legacy unless a family member grabbed the paddles of redemption and shocked it back to life. And it had to be a family member. This right and responsibility was reserved for a family member, someone in close relationship with them. Not only that, the family member needed to have the resources to take care of Naomi and Ruth and whatever children may come. It would do no good for one family member to go into poverty in the attempt of redeeming another. Adequate resources were very necessary. But we also learned that they had to have the resolve. Resolve seems to be what is missing in Mr. What's-His-Name at the beginning of chapter 4. He had the relationship. He was eager to take on Naomi and gain some extra resources. But when you threw in marriage and a possible kid into the picture, resolve waned. Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day. As we bring the book of Ruth to a close, we need to examine each character and the part they played in the story. And as we consider Boaz, we see that he had the right relationship, plenty of resources, and a strong resolve. He was a kinsman. He was an acceptable suitor for the job of redemption. It was obvious he had the resources. He had farms and workers and servants and enough grain to be extremely generous to Ruth and Naomi. And he displayed the resolve. At whatever cost, Boaz was willing, he was resolved to make Ruth his own. And in having the relationship, the resources, and the resolve, we see a glimpse of this steadfast love that is often talked about in this book. A never-failing, always-present, compassionate kindness. When we talk of Boaz as being a redeemer, we can't help but let our thoughts go to the rest of the Bible story and to Jesus and we realize that this story has not been preserved for us so that we can swoon and ooh and all at the romantic love story. In fact, very little has been made in the text concerning romance. But at every turn, we have had mentioned the covenant of God to His people in being a refuge for them and His promise of an eternal inheritance to God's people. And we realize that this story is not about one couple's physical redemption, but about God's promise of redemption in His covenant that would come through Eve and Abraham's seed. And that Redeemer would need to be one of us, someone like us in the family of humanity. A Redeemer that was not like us could not rightly represent our need in front of God. And as we read the Old Testament, we come across a lot of men who look like they may be that Redeemer. Would it be Cain or Abel? Would it be Isaac, Jacob, Joseph? So far into this story, there were many men. They had the relationship needed, but they didn't have the resources. They couldn't accomplish the task. They were pictures shouting to us that we need someone even greater. They couldn't provide the right type of resources needed to redeem us. So God had to become like us. He became God with us. And we think, yes and amen, because surely God would have the resources, the wealth, to purchase our redemption, but how big of a crown or how high of a stack of cash would be enough to pay for an infinite debt of sin? Because crowns rust and cash burns up. So what would it take? What's the resource? What's the wealth that Jesus provides for us to secure our redemption from sin and poverty and need? Well, Peter puts it this way in 1 Peter 1.18. You were ransomed. 
not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without spot or blemish. It would take his life. It would take an infinitely pure and righteous sacrifice. But would Jesus have the resolve? Or would he back out like Mr. What's-His-Name? Would he have the will to offer his own life in place of the wicked sinner? And this is one of the unending glories of the gospel because we learned that from a very young age, Jesus desired to be about his father's business. Even before it happened, he prayed, I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. He told Peter, shall I not drink the cup that the father has given me? The connection to humanity by being human. The capital to redeem being his infinite perfection of his life and the courage to do so because of his great love for his Father and us. This is where our redemption lies. It's not in our ability to pull ourselves up because we can never pull ourselves up high enough. It's not in our ability to push through till things get better because they won't. We are sinners deserving the wrath of God, and that's not going to go away because of our ability to grit our teeth. We don't have the relationship with God. We don't have the resources within ourselves, and we most definitely do not have the resolve. We need what is called an alien righteousness, something outside of ourselves to intercede and enter in on our behalf. And we embrace Christ in faith, making everything that is His ours. This is where our redemption is found and will always be. And this is what you must have. Today, please pray for Tracy Miller and his family, our missionaries in Georgia. And also remember the French African LifeWord broadcast that's heard in Mali, Mauritius, Benin, Cameroon, Republic of the Congo, and Togo. Mm -hmm.